Hi everyone, welcome to the newsroom, another of our very popular weekly segments from VLGA Connect. And let's, let's be honest, it's only popular because of Catherine Arndt, the CEO of the VLGA, who brings her insight and wisdom to us every week. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chris. I think you're being very kind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been? Yeah, look, it's been, uh, it's been busy, I think, as, as everyone's week has been in the local government sector and, and probably uh, in many other sectors as well. But, gee, a lot happening. And um, as our viewers would have heard on the governance update um, earlier today, there's certainly a lot of things to consider as part of the current local government elections. And I'm sure Steve and you talked about that in some detail. We did. And uh, I just wondered whether you'd been to any interesting panel sessions or sat in on any interesting webinars this week. Well, funny you should ask me that. The University of Melbourne is actually running a fabulous election watch series. And one of um, a series of webinars that they're running, and it commenced yesterday, I think it's one every week, uh, is on the Trump-Biden election. Mm -hmm. And they, went, they go for 45 minutes. Uh, and I must say, yesterday's conversation, I'm not sure if you were there, Chris, was, I was. really, oh, look, it was terrific, wasn't it? Um, it was excellent. I thought the discussion was terrific. Some of the insights, some of the, the thinking, there were quite a few light bulb moments for me in that conversation. The only thing about those sort of webinars is you don't know who else is there. It's like watching a TV show, isn't it? I know. The sophistication of their technology is probably a little better than ours here at VLGA Connect. Uh, and I must say, I was a little disappointed I couldn't see the questions that were coming through on the Q&A that clearly mm. the moderators could see. But what struck me was some of the really useful comparison between the US system of government or, and democracy and also our own. And it really struck me when they put up that brief survey for viewers in the webinar to, to complete, which was, which was essentially, if you were a US citizen, who would you vote for, Trump, Biden, or you would abstain? Now, without declaring my politics, I guess I looked at that and I lamented because I thought, is that really my only, are these my only options here? <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, when the results came back in, um, it revealed that 88% of the audience had cast a vote in favour of Biden about, was it 5% in favour of Trump and 2%, I think, abstained. And what that really brought home to me was, of course, when I looked at it, I thought, are they my two choices? But there was no way that I would abstain from a, from a process of democracy. Mm -hmm. In Australia, of course, we, we are required to vote. And many of us, clearly most of the people in the room yesterday, saw that that right was something to value. Um, you know, wars have been fought to earn that right to vote. And um, that was just so foreign, I think, to us. Whereas in America, of course, I think, um, you know, when they don't have compulsory voting. And, um, and in fact, um, Tim Lynch um, with Andrea um, also had a view about um, compulsory 
versus voluntary voting. Well, he finds it interesting, doesn't he, that you would be forced to uh, confirm, I think he said, the legitimacy of a, of a government, etc. So I thought that was a very interesting point of view. The point I'd make about the poll, and I'm quite happy to say I pressed Biden because I could not stomach ever putting my name to a vote for Donald Trump, um, that it's really easy to do when your vote actually has no meaning in a, in a, in a, uh, in a situation like that. True, exactly. And look, I cast my vote uh, that same way too, Chris. I think most of us, 88% of us did. But just, yeah. just on the University of Melbourne's Election Watch series, uh, they've got a really uh, informative website. So I would encourage all of our viewers to have a look at that because they're not only covering the US elections, they're uh, covering elections all around the world. They're running a series of very interesting lectures. They had a, a lecture earlier in the week. I couldn't attend it, unfortunately, but it was really examining the increasing use of social media in campaigning on a global scale. And of course, these Victorian local government elections are being referred to as the social media election, but it's not just happening here. It's happening all over the world. Um, and they also do have a page covering the Victorian local government elections. So check that out. And I must say it's really worth 45 minutes of your time to sit in on a few of those. I agree. And looking forward to it each week up to and I think the week beyond the US election, which is only a few weeks away now. It's going to be very interesting. One of the presenters, Andrea Carson, is, uh, has been a guest on VLGA Connect, of course, talking about the research project. Uh, that she's right. involved with with, uh, with you at the VLGA. Yes, look, Andrea is a very well-known academic, a former journalist as well, and we're really pleased to be working in partnership with Andrea and also Leah Ruppiner from the University of Melbourne on the Australian Research Grant that we're doing that's following the trajectory of women um, running in these current local government elections across the four-year term. So keep an eye out for that. I think I mentioned last week that a survey went out to all candidates. Uh, we've had an exceptional response rate on that. I think 500 um, of the 2,186 candidates have completed that. So not a bad response rate. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's still open, but it, if it is, please complete that if you haven't already done that. Because although it focuses predominantly on on women, it is also um, an analysis of barriers and challenges and opportunities for all candidates in the election, not just women. Excellent. And we, we did touch on that last week. And don't think I didn't notice you almost said tra trajectory correctly. Um, I know. I Anyway, look, thanks. <laughs> I, I know that I can rely on you to, to, to pick me up on it, Chris. <laughs> Let's move on. Next week. <laughs> while we also um, uh, while we're talking about uh, live panels sessions and discussions etc this week you and I participated in a discussion about the circular economy with a terrific panel that was very well attended and has received some terrific response since as well yeah absolutely uh, we had a as you said a panel on um, circular economy from theory to practice and we had exceptional presenters from a company called Corio who are Brisbane-based, but have done a lot of work throughout Australia with not only local governments, but also industry groups. And the model that they used to explain what is a circular economy was so simplistic, uh, yet really cut through all of the noise that is out there. 
And I would encourage anyone who didn't participate in that panel on Wednesday to have a look at the VLGA's website um, and they can access the recording of that there. We were also um, privileged enough to have um, Deb Cowles from uh, the City of Melbourne who could talk in really practical terms about how the City of Melbourne have applied the principles of circular economy in their work. So check that out. It was really a, a really good session, far beyond my expectations, I must, mm. I must admit. A couple of quick plugs for some upcoming discussions. Really important one on the 28th about the role of the mayor, more than just the title. We've assembled a terrific panel to talk about, I think at the right time in the political cycle, what needs to go into the thinking about who's best to lead a council, particularly in the first year of a new term. You're right, Chris, about the timing. We're hoping to get in before councils have their first statute or their statutory meeting in which they elect their mayor so that they go into that meeting really understanding what the responsibilities of the mayor are under the Local Government Act and consider and make a really informed decision about who's going to take up that role on their behalf because, of course, the mayor has a very important role of representing the council to the community communicating uh, council's decisions to the community on behalf of council, but also, and probably the most important function of the mayor is to manage that group of councils like a board of governance mm -hmm. and, has, and, that, and the mayor has a key role, particularly when it comes to matters relating to standards of conduct and the code of conduct, which brings me to the panel we'll be then hosting after the one on the 28th. And on that panel, we'll have the inspectorate and also a governance officer who will talk in more detail how the, the, the governance teams can actually use this opportunity of an incoming council to set the framework, to set the tone um, of the expectations of that, of that council in terms of their standards of conduct, their culture, and support those incoming councillors at the very beginning of their term. So that will be on the 6th of November, Friday the 6th of November, but we haven't um, sent out any promotional material on that as yet, but that will be coming out very shortly. So I don't think you can register for that one yet, but you can certainly register for the role of the Mayor discussion on the events page of the VLGA website. Pleased to also say that uh, LG Pro will be pleased to partner with the VLGA for that particular session. Yes. Um, so therefore, that means it's free for members of LG Pro as well as the VLGA. Absolutely. And I must also point out that um, the session's free for candidates who are standing in the election um, who are running um, at a member council, um, for a member council, um, right. you know. If you're not sure, just contact us at the VLGA and we can um, certainly make that clear for you. The other thing I wanted to let our viewers know was that there was a parliamentary inquiry calling for submissions looking at the, uh, in fact, it was for a parliamentary inquiry being run by the Integrity and Oversight Committee and it was an inquiry into the education and prevention functions of Victoria's integrity agencies. The VLGA has put a submission into that inquiry. Uh, a number of other organisations have also, and they're all available for uh, review on the uh, Parliament of Victoria's website. If you just go in and look for the Integrity and Oversight Committee, you'll find a list of those submissions there. 
The VLGA approached our submission from predominantly the perspective of the local government spectrate. Um, they were not actually um, part of the terms of this inquiry because technically they're not considered to be an integrity agency, whereas of course IBAC and the Ombudsman are. But we highlighted the fact that they probably do need to be considered to be an integrity agency. And one of the reasons they're not in the scope of the inquiry is that in the Local Government Act, it doesn't actually legislate for the inspectorate to have an education and prevention function, whereas it does in the IBAC and Ombudsman's um, legislations. Now, of course, we know that the role of the inspectorate is threefold. And firstly, it's reactive. It has a role, it's, it has a compliance function to take complaints and um, uh, progress investigations um, where required. But it does also have a proactive function, and that is to take the findings of investigations and also their governance audits that they do randomly throughout the sector and use the information that come from those investigations to provide guidance material to the sector to improve, I guess, future behaviour. And we've seen the inspectorate release reports um, on that, such as the, the um, employment of cycle of the CEO. Recently, they released a report on councillor allowances. So that's an example of some of their uh, education and um, work that they do. Anyway, if you want to find out more, have a look at the, uh, the Parliament of Victoria's website. Really good point. Well made. Thank you for that. I think we're going to have to leave it there, Catherine. Um, this might be our first actual election-free newsroom for quite some time. We haven't talked about campaigning. We haven't talked about voting um, maybe that's a good thing just for change. I, look, I think it is. I think um, you probably covered it in the governance update, so no need for us to talk about it, except everyone get your ballot papers back in by the, well, in fact, post them before the 23rd, absolutely. And um, good luck to all those candidates out there. Thanks, Catherine. Good luck to you for a great week ahead, and we'll look forward to chatting next week, hopefully, on the newsroom from VLGA Connect. <laughs>